One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Include, but it's not later. Talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song. But hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up. So here's the Knights of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. A big thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is March 12th, 2023. My name is Zach Weber, and joining me today is Chris Porteous. Happy to be here to discuss how not Boba Fett is not Boba Fetting as hard as he's ever not Boba Fetted. Indeed. And we have Grand Admiral Zanger. I'm here to answer the question everyone keeps asking me at work. Why is the child back? <laughs> and... It's been a while. Russ Ryan. Yes, and I'm here for the nonsense, as always, and to catch up on all this fun Star Wars that is just being dumped on us on a regular basis now. Good old shotgun approach to Star Wars. Months of nothing, and then just, hey, we have two TV series, a book, a video game that would have come out, what, in in like a couple weeks if it didn't get delayed? Man, it, it's great when Star Wars just turns the faucet on and it just does not stop until uh, it peters out sometime in the midsummer, and then we have to wait like another like five to six months for something of substance. Yeah, it's like the the after COVID effect now, I guess that like everything they were kind of working on and slowing down, they just all accelerated. It may have to be that, but no. So, gentlemen, we have a, a treasure trove of of content. Like we've said, we have Bad Bunch, we have the Mandalorian. Like Chris said, really, just like those season one vibes, just punching you hard in the face. Um, nothing says Star Wars stupid like having a space baptism at the Gator Pond. Um, Russ being in the South, I imagine you must appreciate that. Like you usually have your space baptisms in the Gator Pond because where else would you have them? Absolutely. Um, I thought I was having a flashback myself watching this, of course. Exactly. It was traumatic for him. It was like uh, his trigger warning should have been applied. Forget about like those Order 66 sequences from uh, Obi-Wan. This is what it's like. Russ is like, not again. I, I, I don't know where to begin. Like we have a uh, celebration rumors on the horizon that's happening in a matter of a couple of weeks. I don't know. Where, where do we want to delve in? There's uh like, I know what I'm definitively excited for. It does not rhyme with Mandalorian. Well, I think the 40 minutes of Mandalorian, we could probably get through that pretty quick. Right. I, I presume so. So like, like it should be stated. Like when I was putting this in our group chat, that like, we're a quarter way through season three and this is just weak sauce. Like I, I, I am just like, I'm bored. Like what? It's been what over an hour of Mandalorian season three. And I'm just like, nothing has happened. I'm like, it's like that SpongeBob meme. It's like, I need substance. I need flair. Like, can I, I will, please have something interesting happening other than like a dinosaur it, in the water? But it's so good. Like I was so worried that finding an IG 11 part, would lead to three episodes of side questing that we wouldn't get to Mandalore until the end of the season. And I'm so glad to be wrong about that at least. But, but that is good. That is happening. They're just hiding it better than usual. No, he already went in the water. He he just needs to survive and leave the planet. Are we sure it's going to be that simple? 
oh man, can you imagine? She he gets back and the armor is like, you didn't say the magic words <laughs> while you were in the pond. You got to go back. I like the idea that like there's like a little pool and like it has like three or four steps and then just immediately there's a massive underwater like cliff. Got some abyss vibes there. And how do you get down there so quick? That whole sequence was just, uh, I mean, I mean, but okay. so we're seeing a mythosaur in there and it's a very mythical yeah. experience he's having. You got to get sucked down to the very bottom. So, so we've all collectively forgot about episode one, except for the gator, I guess. <laughs> Chris, that first episode is nothing but table setting. Like nothing happens. It's outside of space gator and the baptism and like a little like shop of Babu Fricks. Okay. Nothing of importance happens in that first. Oh, oh, oh. And space Davy Jones. Don't forget about space okay. Davy Jones. Yeah, that was important. Space Davy Jones is important. But I want to point out one other thing. And I haven't looked in. I haven't checked this myself. I haven't seen it out there anywhere. But first of all, you have the dumb like kid Mandalorian helmet. That's definitely like a Hasbro Boba Fett helmet from like 2008 where they made the visor like wider so little kids could see and not run into walls. And they like repainted that <laughs> and made it into the, the helmet given to the kid. And not only that, though, but when the, the armor is, you know, it, it opens up and she's like soldering like the little earpiece, like the comm link or whatever that goes in the side of the helmet. The inside part of that comm link is the back of a slave one toy. Is it really? I, I, I saw it and I was like, that's exactly what that is. No, no, but Chris, I, 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 wasn't, no, I wasn't questioning the item. I'm questioning what, what ship was it? I don't know what you're talking about. You mean it was a Boba Fett's Boba fire Fett spray? Fire yeah, but they cut out a piece of a, of a, a uh, uh, I'm a person and my name is Anakin and put it on the back <laughs> of that earpiece. Correct. <laughs> I did not notice that. I uh, I'm sorry. Like when, when you have a bunch of like, uh, at this point, are Mandalorians just not even warriors? Just rednecks with guns and like really cool like armor? Because like you, like, you have like you said the armor going through forging the helmet oh, for, hold on, for. Hold on. What did he say his religion was? That weapons are. You might be onto something. You might you, you might be onto something here. Whoa! <laughs> I know. They're clinging to their guns and their creeds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just. Sh- oh my gosh! No, he has a beat up truck. He arrives in with the engine sticking out. That's true. I think listening to the Subaru Zenger and like the muffler was making a horrible sound. The N1, <laughs> the souped up N1, kind of looks like uh, Vin Diesel's car from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Whatever one has the engine sticking. All of them, Zanger. <laughs> like all, them. all of them. <laughs> or like that new Batmobile they're trying to put, like, make give the exterior engine look. And he did have another Batman moment, but just space car Batman, where he hid behind all the uh, asteroids and took all the guys. out. That was the, what, end of episode one, correct? Yeah, when the pirate literally said, Avast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Space Davy Jones. It was great. Like I, 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 that I should say I have not laughed so ironically at a Star Wars thing probably since the Army of Not Boba Fett's in Episode Three, Season One. Like I'm just like this is they don't care. Like this is just like we're just going through the motions. We know people are okay. watching this regardless. But this was like this was like three times as many Not Boba Fett's being assaulted by an alligator in broad daylight, and it was just very odd, right? Like it, <laughs> it's clunky because like yeah. I'm watching this and like I was rooting for the space gator. I'm like, are we really just gonna wipe like these people have been like wiped out by the empire and now like a gator is just gonna really reduce their numbers even further. Well, when 
wouldn't it be even more symbolic of their pointless cause if they're just initiating a new kid into their ranks and that's like the one thing that gets eaten (laughs) we get we gained one kid mandalorian but we lost 14 adults in the process fair trade i think yeah enough meat for i don't know 12 harvests whatever they can do with that cater do you, do you ever think um so like i so yeah i think we could pretty much go to chapter two because in my opinion we got to talk about the morlocks like what is the deal with the morlocks so are the zach do you i don't remember these ever being established before but apparently there's green cavemen who just live outside the cities on mandalore and have little cavemen fires and you know they were pests before but now they're just sort of thriving since the demolishing of the city no but it's no just like, no they're thriving since since the Rotten Tomatoes for Velma was unable to be commented on by the public. They I have a they, lot of they, problems. They voiced they voiced their opinions there, and then has decided to attack Mando. Okay, so but these are new, right? I I I kept looking at them as like the Gorn from like TOS Star Trek. I'm just like it felt like all it was missing was like Mando and Bo Katan like punching them in the face, and it goes. Like yeah, that's but- they were so ho- I I love how like corny and hokey they looked, but it's so out of place. Like it's jarring. Like, like I know we love the idea of a guy in a rubber suit, like getting like pushed around, like punched and like impaled with a laser sword. But this, like, I, I at no point did I buy the illusion of this. Like th- it's a dude in a rubber suit. But it's even worse than that. Like, do you remember during <laughs> Mandalorian season one when like some people were like, I don't know, he sure does kill a lot of wild animals. You know what I mean? People are bothered by the rhino being murdered. These oh, yeah. are these are essentially native Mandalorians. Like, like the humans are not the native species of any planet in Star Wars, right? Like, we don't know where they they come from. They're on Naboo. They're on Coruscant. You know, it's like, the, what is the deal with just slaughtering these cavemen? You know what I mean? I don't know. I find it very years. problematic. 20 years, they're going to have their own whole story arc with a new hero where we start to learn their culture and that they actually speak sign language, uh, much like our Tuscan. No, 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 no. They speak in Braille. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That's the thing. Dot, it's dot, hard to make. Dot, dot. It's hard to make the new Tuscan Raider of Mandalore when you've just spent like 20 episodes humanizing the Tuscan Raiders. That's all I'm saying. It's kind of interesting. But I think the difference is that like – the Tuscan Raiders were able to use firearms. These are just the equivalents of like the like the apes in two thousand one. Like they're just figuring out now to use like a femur bone to like beat somebody over the head with. Like they're not that involved, Chris. Speaking of using firearms as a religion, I haven't seen it yet, but I I mark my words, somebody is going to be appalled by this. I you know what I am because once again <laughs> these these things have the intelligent level to watch. HBO Max, and then the intelligence oh level to go to Rotten Tomatoes and score a show terribly. Average of 0.9. Oh my god. Is it possible to go that low? No, no, that's the average. The The average for the show is like 7%, but the average user score oh. is like 0.9. So you tell me how that metric works. They got on Space Internet and did this. Uh, I... <laughs> Okay, I think I think one thing that's kind of getting lost in the episode two is what about the little the like the, well yes well there is no plot the plot is something's happening what about the little fly guy who's like a cybernetic like General Grievous like and he has like all these little different contraptions that he pulls himself like out of and then plugs himself into 
It's pretty like, cool. He was the best part of the entire episode. I can't wait to never see them use it again. Oh no, it depends. Like he'd make a like back in the day if this was like 2002, there would be a thousand toys of this character. Nowadays, like th- this poor little like fly like by bi- like bionic creature is like the highlight and won't like you said Zinger, we'll never reference him again. Never. It's it's weird that they went out of their way to to give this creature the like the Magna Guard shock stick like after there was already so many connections to General Grievous. It's like you have one of those weapons too while you're at it. Like, let's just push this over the edge. That's but, but I will say is that like as much as the Gorn like getting impaled and like punched did not feel like Star Wars, the little flag General Grievous was great. I'm like, th- this is what I want to see. If we're gonna have Mando and all this going to different worlds, and especially like on a planet that's been like roasted. This is what I want. I want to see things I've never seen before in Star Wars. And, or let me say, slightly changed versions of what I've never seen before in Star Wars. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the Bomar monk as well. Just cause yeah, it was like, you know, yeah. He's running a big machine, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a little eye that like blinks and all that and is cognizant of what's going on around it. No, no, that was fun. And like even watching whatever the hell he's doing to Mando, like watching him like. Yeah, he's like drawing his fluids from him. Yeah, he's got yeah. that very much that prequely droid look of the red eyes where you've, have you seen that? It, that t- it's like he looks like the head of a spider tank or and he gets at one point when he's as smallest and he's like scuttling around. He looked like a droid tank's body, like the brown, like on a weird tortoise shell thing when he scurries off. It was a neat design. It was a cool thing. Remind me of like John Carpenter's a thing too, just watching like the head scurry away yeah. like once. It's Krangish, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever. This is some kind of superhero Marvel connection, right? And they're uh, or that is that Ninja Turtles. That's, that's Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles, but that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we think of Bo Katan and all this? Like in the first episode, she's just sitting there like lounging on her like pewter throne. And then, and like what? Everybody abandoned her. Her two, uh, her her two cronies, like are like they're embarrassed to be seen with me again after what happened on the uh, the the Moff Gideon light cruiser. And I'm by myself now with my droid manservant. And then Axe Wolves never recovered from his hot toy not being given a face sculpt, so he quit. <laughs> Fair. That's what she's pining over, Axe Woves and Sasha Banks. It's, I mean, yeah, she never rolled like really deep with anybody. It didn't look like. Uh, and hey, we got to see her wield the uh, wield the old cyber sword, uh, swing that thing around. I like how they made her way more proficient with it than Mando because she had like, a lot like of experience with it. It's almost like she has experience with it. But I like that they actually showed it like that. Like when Mando's doing it, it still looks so like McClunky, you know. <laughs> Is that what this is going to end up with? Is him giving, not giving it, but him like fighting with her over this? Or is he, he going to be. to give her it. I know he already tried to give her it, but like, is this going to be like one of those things where like, I I don't know. Like, I don't see, I don't see him becoming ruler of Mandalore. I, I don't see that being their end game here. Well, what's the point of him? I mean, I know just going in there, but is the, the bigger part of this all going to be the rob re-rising of the risen civilization of Mandalore being pulled back together and how we're going to save our planet from the Morlocks and the droid uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't know. 
there's nothing to take back the planet from. It's like abandoned. That's what I was also wondering. It's like, are we going to see before I saw ep- episode two here? I, I was like, is there at least like Imperial remnant, like just barely keeping like some guard stations open at least to like say they own the property. Like there, it, there's just nobody there. So it, it's it, it, the obvious conclusion is the mandalinian is going to somehow unite the clans for some purpose but i don't think it's taking back mandalore at this point because there's really not much there to do wasn't the whole thing too like book like like mandalore has a bunch of moons and each house has their own planet because that's what because that's where that's where bo katan is she's like on house kree's planet apparently going back to rebels there was um, for Sabine's family, they had their own planet. So like just because like the hub is gone, I think the satellite planets could still unite. That's what makes the whole armor like tribe so peculiar because like they, they they have a home. They could. It's just that the hub is gone. They sound even more like space Mormons than ever with each their own planet. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If House Carino takes on House Atreides in, in this and then House Harkonnen oh, – wait, wrong sci-fi. Whoops. Nothing? Zach, come on. No, Dune's no, that Dune sucked. Like, I don't want no. The fact that they're making again, no. I hope people come to their senses this fall and they're like, this wasn't that good. Like, as clunky as David Lynch Dune was, at least it was fun. Hmm. Hmm. Just all these references just flying past people. It's great. Almost <laughs> almost like what once again, I, I think Zach made a very good point. Episode one, table setting. Episode one had no point to it. No point except for to be like, hey, we're going to remind you of everything you're supposed to do. Also, there's this weird IG 11 or 88 or whatever the crap number he is storyline that's going to take all five minutes. But we're going to we are going to stretch it. Also, uh, put a pin in Space Pirates. They might be back. Who knows? They spent a lot of money for that quick scene. And I feel like we're going to get more yeah. of that. I should that say c- it's Space Pirates like Eclipse Star Destroyer. Yeah. Was great. Like that was great. Like, Pirates, it- Pirates did do have a Super Star Destroyer. But I will say but there that's was not more, a superstar destroyer. It's no, it's not a superstar destroyer. It's supposed to look like it, but it's not. I it's will say not. more money went into that one shot of Davy Jones's space flying Dutchman than I think went into the entire visual effects budget for Obi Wan Kenobi. Because I'm like, wow, they can actually <laughs> still do this right. I'm like, okay, and then like it, space Davy Jones looked great. Apparently, the online rumor mill is stating that he's going to be like a villain in the Skeleton Crew show. That's yeah, what the so. rumor mill is stating. Like that's supposed to be his like introduction into all this. I who knows if that's true or not. What? So we're gonna have a lot more well painted uh, head pirate guy mask. Man, they really, really put it all out for that main pirate guy with the mask. Like you could tell the extra paint adaption to it. Like, and we had a green Rodian. Is this the first live green Rodian we've had yet? Of the Disney in the new era? No, no. But it's the first one where they had one in season two. Where I can't remember if it was season two or the book of Boba Fett, but a man, Mandalorian, I think, yeah, it must be book of Boba Fett because he gets his new N1 and he's flying past a space bus and like a little baby green. Uh, Rodian yeah, yeah, yeah. we we talked but, about this. Okay. We talked but about that, it. But that baby green Rodian talks and his mouth doesn't move at all. This one they animated the crap out of. This looked great. Yeah, but, it did. It looks like, yeah, it looked cool. It was a cool little extended scene. But then we learned that, they, you know, Pally is just like ripping people off like crazy, which is, you know, that's a kind of cool angle. Boon to I've Eve. Heard, Boon to I've Eve heard, week. 
people are actually like i've heard people like in the like way too engaged fan base talk about how they're like genuinely disappointed in pelimoto as a person for ripping people off like that they're like See i thought that, like she's not on solo okay. like yeah <laughs> wild congratulations if you're one of those people you were betrayed it's like you, you look it's like find out your mom steals from the grocery store or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so what okay i'm trying to go so what, uh, carl space carl weathers he has a really cool cape with a, a little manservant droid as well that carries it for him um space pirates that want to drink in the uh, elementary school that i laughed at that as well <laughs> we're still like, we want to drink in the school <laughs> It's like what is happening right it's like now? My P- it's like the PTA meetings when I was growing up all over again. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting hill to die on, you know. It's like it's li- like, literally, I literally. I can't. <laughs> I can't see this escalating badly at all. I, I'm. This is what I'm most passionate about right now: the fact that we have this meeting with alcohol inside that elementary school. Carl Weathers, sorry, Space Carl Weathers. Uh, we've got this huge building we can use as a school now. We just built. It's got all the mar- no. They learn at the bar. Like we're supposed to. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's so funny is that like, how did you even recognize that city? Like, you look at like what it looked like in season one compared to now. Like, how did you even? Like, they literally blew up the bar in season one. Like, like it, they literally put an incendi- what an incendiary stormtrooper in there. Like, I I don't know. Like, there was no bar left at that point. Wait, it's like when they wait. demolish something and they like Hold build on. something like a Kmart in its place, and they're like, I guess this was like a hotel at one point. Hold on a second. Are you saying that this series is taking place over multiple years and there's nothing oh except for an interview that is stated that oh to us? God. I was afraid we were getting to this. Okay. Got- Zanger. Oh no. The, people oh, are really no. people are really blowing people are really blowing that out of proportion. Okay. What John see- Favreau is saying as a very basic person is that he's like, you might think of it like it's been since Mandalorian season two ended real time till season three. That's all he's basically saying. I mean, here is literally two years, two plus years. My questions are like, wait, this has been taking place over multiple years. I wish there was some other way to point that out aside from them just vaguely saying it's been a while. Well, what is the crap does that mean in this universe? Whereas once again, I've had several people at my job come up and go, why does he have the kid again? And I'm like, did you watch Book of Boba Fett? Book of what? And I'm like, this is the problem. No, Zanger, this is the way. No, this is the problem. (laughs) We actually got a we actually got an on-screen BBY in Andor. <laughs> yes, that's, I'm saying I kind of wish it was a, a simpler way of expressing the time. This is right if there is a time jump, like when it starts. Like, all right, this is the current year, but it, that seems to be a little more confusing now. It's I, Chris, you might know like the, at Star Wars timelines book they announced like a year and a half ago, and it keeps getting delayed like every six months because like I think they're afraid to publish it because of just like the hellstorm it will unleash once they do like an actual definitive timeline book produced by Lucasfilm. Highly like, well, inaccurate. Well, I also get these same people going, Oh, I mean, this takes place before the, before Luke and all them. Right. <sighs> Singer, just tell them Darth Maul still alive. Hmm. Just tell them Darth Maul. Oh, uh, no, alive. no. I, I heard you <laughs> with, with, with that. I want to know what Chris said to see if it's more intelligent. Well, just that Luke was literally in season two. That's all. So it like, definitely takes place before he exists. Like I like, like I said, <laughs> there are people I talk to who are all about this. There's other people who come to me going, explain this to me. And I try. I try so hard. And I don't say go listen to the podcast because I don't have to show them how to use 
an app to find our podcast. But doesn't that illustrate why we're basically all screwed? Because like that's who they're making it for. So it's like they on some level, they know that the vocal criticism will be from people like us. But the average viewer is people like them. Well, he well, the funny thing is, he goes, do I have to watch the series? I'm like, yeah, it's got I'm like, it's the Boba Fett series has good moments. They're mostly in the beginning. But I said, I'm like, if you want to know why the kid's back with them, he goes, can you explain it to me simply? And I went, yeah, he's basically given an option whether to go back with Mando or stay to train as a Jedi. And he, of course, chose to go with Mando. Oh, thanks. That was a lot simpler than me watching the show. Yeah, there's nuance, but whatever. It was just, again, it was just that one-off episode, right? You kind of, uh, I got, uh, they did, they kind of showed pieces of that, yeah, in their little last time on the world of man. Everyone skips that. I skipped it because I'm like, I skipped it and it went straight to the end credits because the first episode of this season was just <laughs> recapping what happened in the previous one, except yeah. for a five minute IG story. And also oh. Katie Sackhoff sitting there like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. For the listener at home, Zenger is emulating yeah. the pose she's doing. <laughs> I almost flipped out of my chair, but yeah. <laughs> but and not only not only is that's that's one of the funniest things. Not only is Bo Katan just sitting in a chair of an empty palace with full armor on. But she sits there for she sits there for like a few days at least. Like she's she is in the exact same spot, uh, you know, headband on, full on, not even in her PJs. She's sitting in her palace, not even an iPad or anything. And like, and she's there just ready to rock. Like a couple days later, to fly out to save Mando or fight him. She was gonna fight him. Yeah, she was ready to fight him and then immediately saves him. But she's in sort of like a cartoon like stasis where she's kind of like um, you know, just like uh who you call it? what's the what's the like evil guy in Inspector Gadget who's got like a robot arm and a cat? Like he's always he's Dr. they Paul. save money. They save money by they filmed all his scenes for the whole season at one uh, her scenes at for the whole season at once because it's like all on that chair basically like half of her work, right? Okay, but, if um, you had that chair available to you, what would you do with it? You'd sit have, there. You'd yeah, sit there. For, for sure, but I'd have like an Xbox and a TV in front of it. At least. You you can't see it. It's off to the side. Also, Battle Ball season's not going right now, so her team's re, they're, they're, <laughs> they're in a reconstruction phase right now, so it's really not good because they didn't make it to the playoffs again. Yeah. And I mean, rain, Raincor fights isn't going to air for another yeah. two weeks. So And how, and, and I mean, and you know, obviously it's also like incredibly insulting that ig11 survived in any way shape or form like yeah he's 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 in the lava he he has a thermal detonator in his chest which which freaked out everyone in jabba's palace that's real stuff and not only that but it like eviscerated like 20 stormtroopers within like a 30 foot radius and that that bomb was like inside part that is they've recovered of him it's like they're already doing the nostalgia member berries from their own show. It was like not that long ago. The statue is one thing where it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. They put a statue to him. And man was like, no, we got to keep going. It's the only one I can get. We should have known the moment the statue was one to one. Yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. Is this how they introduced IG-11 or ID? I don't remember. 88. Who's the OG IG? IG-88, right? 88. Do we? You don't need them anymore. Yeah, just get another one. The whole point of having the robots done. Not only that, okay, check this out. This is even crazier, though. So a statue of Carl Weathers does more damage to IG-11's head than the thermal detonator what was inside it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. There, there, there's no falsehood in this statement. He actually smushed his head, and then Bobby Frick family said that his memory is definitely ruined now. So what are we really doing here, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, no, no there's no point. Like, after he gets down on Mandalore, and it's like, oh, I can breathe. There is no point to have a robot anymore. Still some IG-11 back stock. They got to move still, and they're like, you should put them back in. We, got a lot, we actually do have a lot of these. It's a peg warm, and maybe people get back into it. I mean, IG-88 is cool. And if you think about it, we have actually seen a discarded in the garbage IG-88 in Star Wars before. I know, yeah. In Bespin, right? <laughs> yeah. That's but, but, that's where he has to go, though. It'll be like, he'll sit there and get a tip from someone. Like It's been seven years, though. It'll be Space Amy's. <laughs> Those Ugnaughts were tossing parts. Exactly. Space Amy Sedaris will be like, I heard a rumor from my good buddy Ugnaught, and he said that on Bespin seven years ago, there was one sitting next to the incinerator room. Might want to go investigate that, and we'll find out what happened to Bespin seven years later. If that doesn't work out, go to the cantina. Uh, They used to actually use those things as just, like, canisters. They can at least get a new head there after they smushed it. But, uh... But, you know, that it's just funny that, like, you know, it, they, it's been seven years, but he's going to get in the room and the Ugnaught will be like right about to toss it in the fire <laughs> and be like, hold that. It'll be, it'll be, that's exactly what's going to happen. It, oh my God. No, what happens? Like, you no, know, Chris, you have it almost right. He'll get there right as they're throwing it in. But then his good old buddy, ice cream maker guy, will show up with the canister and be like, I saved. I heard you were coming. I saved the memory port right here. That's the thing. He'll open the little canister and it'll be uh, what? Wilro Hood? Yep. Wow. Got it. That's yeah. what they're going to do. Like, it'll be that. And, like, come on, Chris. We, we have not gone back to Best Spin in a hot minute. Like, this is your opportunity now. And oh, we we always imagine the uh, Boba Fett starship landing at Best Spin. Exactly. Yeah, imagine the N1. The cloud cars will fire on it. They'll say, you're not, you're, you're, you're not allowed to be here. I'm imagining it. I heard a guy froze a guy here once. Maybe <laughs> Boba Fett was perfectly sanctioned to be there. In fact, the Bestman guards were escorting him off the property. Look, uh, you know, but whatever. They even better. Okay, Chris, I figured out what will happen is he the uh, Mandalorian will show up for the memory card, and he'll be like, "Oh, I don't have the memory card, but look what I found. It's a lightsaber with a hand grip to it." And guess what? We'll like introduce Mass Kanata, and then we'll just go down the rabbit's hole of just. <laughs> For the audience at home, Zanger, oh, please describe Chris's anguish on his face as I said that. Oh, I think I was having my own anguish, so I don't know <laughs> what his was. But if it was anything like mine, it was trying to find something heavy enough to hit myself with. Like a Carl Weathers statue? No, I've got a 25-pound 20 pound weight down near me, and I'm like, nope, won't do enough damage. I'll still remember some of this. You know, it definitely bothers somebody at Lucasfilm that they said, that's a story for another time. And never addressed it, even though every creative person from The Force Awakens is basically not like making story decisions anymore. It's, it's bothering someone. They're mad that they animated that floating hand holding the lightsaber, and they're like, they rendered that thing like almost to completion. They're like, well, can we use this in something at some point? Hey, here's the thing, Chris. Imagine reading an entire trilogy of books, which is just a shotgun approach to here's a ton of ideas. We will use none of them. 
That's what it's like to read the aftermath book. Zanger, 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 that's gonna be the season two finale of the Bad Batch. Is that they're trying to clone like the Zillow Beast and like Emperor Palpatine? Somebody God, finds a so. hand in Best Spin. They'll be like, "Oh wait, this hasn't happened yet." Smash cut to tune into season three. That's a pretty good segue to how the Bad Batch is kind of better than the Mandalorian. Is it? Yes. 110%. Like, not e- like it's shocking when, like, the B tier of Dave Filoni is better than, like, the prime time stuff. Like, that's like, I'm like, man, like, it's like, like again, it's like when, oh, God, Rebels was, like, outdoing The Force Awakens and just how, like, quality Star Wars entertainment should work. Wait a second. Wait a second. D- d- defend your statement. I don't they're doing some good stuff around this time period. I, I'll let you take it, Zach, but I think I know. Oh, no. no like around seven and eight, those episodes were uh, that whole uh, the clone conspiracy. I guess we'll start from there, huh? I, I will say, I, I know Chris is really kind of hot on the clone conspiracy, like two episode arc of Bad Batch. That was fun watching Palpy emerge from like the little like thing in the middle of like the Imperial Senate like chambers is kind of funny. Like I, I like that, like in a, in a positive way, not like in a goofy way. Uh, and, and it's Ian McDermott, like doing monster mash. Like you can never get enough of that. And no, that was great. But like, no, like it's the, your uh, last two episodes of bad batch that have coincided with the Mandalorian episodes. I'm just like, man, a one-to-one fight. One feels like actual star Wars. The other one just, it, it's like, Oh God, it's like, next gen level like star wars it's like yeah it's star wars but like it doesn't have that same feeling it's it's tv yeah, and, star wars and on that subject nobody cares about the myth source see how we all didn't even remember it space oh no story. it's it's the, what's it gonna do is he gonna ride it are they gonna better blow it up are they gonna he better blow ride it up it. like better they do everything freaking else in this show They're, boba fett's gonna show up and put a sonic charge down its throat <laughs> god i hope Blowing up wild animals is a Mandalorian's number one pastime. <laughs> he did. We should like. Need we forget that he legit disintegrated like what half a dozen Jawas in the second episode? He's like, they're stealing my truck, and he just starts like picking them off one by one, and not even like a humane death. Like legit. Like I imagine at least that was a couple mothers and fathers in there. Like, damn. <laughs> Also, were the Jawas wearing beads for what? What is it? Sorry, Eve. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, what were. are they showing? Are they just showing their face? Yeah. yeah. And also, those Jawa eyes were CGI, and I object to that. Yeah, that was clunky too. God, you guys pay attention. Also, you don't watch it at four in the morning like I do, like a pro, so I don't get stuff spoiled. Singer's like, I have no idea what's happening, but it can't be spoiled for me now. But here's the thing. If you told me anything from the first two episodes, I would have been like, hey, yeah, okay, whatever. Zinger, is there anything to spoil in those first two episodes? Like if I told no! you there's a space dinosaur, would you have been like, oh man, you've ruined this for me? Oh, I would have been like, oh, whiteboard, that 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 thing. We've talked about it for so long and it's come to fruition. Hey, there we go. Three years later, space dinosaurs. We can finally check it off on our uh, High Republic bingo card. Yeah, wait, High Republic. Oh no. It's more of an alligator. Hmm. It's not even that cool. No, the mythosaur. Who cares about um and whales? Hero or I whatever. Me- I meant name to. Is. I meant to brush up on like what actually was ever released related to the mythosaur in Legends. Do you know anything about that, Zach? Uh, not really. Outside of it's like the Boba Fett, uh, Boba Fett like emblem. Like that's kind of right, my understanding of it. Does it even have an? Okay, please hold. 
I was about to say, I've never seen it uh, even in any kind of video game matches. Never no, I, I, I don't before. doubt oh, this. Oh, no, no. They, they got this great picture of it from the, the episode. Okay, let's go to Legends, because who cares about canon? That's what I mean. Like, there's probably so, like, probably a very oh, detailed man. background it, it, Legends. Oh, man, that looks like someone from J.R.R. Tolkien's imagination. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a cool have... logo for Boba Fett. Like, no, I no, no, I'm, I'm no. talking about like, like, I mean, it's or it's the got Morlocks. Like this, I mean, it's getting it's there was got a very thing cool. riding it. You know what legends? There's stuff going on. Yeah. Copy paste, but I mean, here, here, this is easier. Oh, look at that thing. That's like a screensaver. That, um, yeah, that just looks like how the crate dragon looks in Knights of the Old Republic. That is very underwhelming. But um, it's from like it's from a Boba Fett book. So that tells you everything you need to know. Bounty hunter code from the files of Boba Fett. God, that is a clunky name. <laughs> Boba Fett has a filing cabinet. It's like, what? And he goes through it and pulls it out. <laughs> this little coffee table he has in there. Like, <laughs> here you go. Here's my file from the records of Boba Fett. <laughs> Man, that is so clunky. Even writes in the third person. <laughs> oh my god, that's how Star Wars. That's how Disney finally breaks the Star Wars fandom. They, oh. just, they just hold up the mirror to its goofiness. And and in the in the comics, uh, the Mythosaur, uh, the, the Imperial base on Mandalore was built inside of a Mythosaur skeleton. Apparently, that's pretty much where it ended. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Of course, the whole comics are getting in on it. A lot of fun non-canon back then. Oh, yeah. man, this is interesting. So apparently the Mythosaur resides in the living waters of Mandalore. Huh. Indeed. Nah. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa. I feel so like this page was edged, ed- edited, okay. edited apparently, recently. <laughs> apparently we weren't done talking about this. But so like, you know, so Mandalore was like a functioning city. Uh, well, what I Zach, I don't know the name of the city. It's it's out there. Ah, yeah. It was in Clone Wars, but like you know, that was like 15, 20 years ago, right before it got glassed. So like, yeah. all, whatever, whatever bombs the Empire uses, they're smart enough to not leave back horrible radiation that persists for decades. So that's great because maybe they wanted to use the land for something later on. That's good. But you know, the the weirdest thing is that they're like, oh yeah, the Mythosaur has been gone for like hundreds of years. That star is not is not fifteen years old. That's all I'm saying. It's also, a baby uh, mythosaur. Also, order of bombardment doesn't leave radiation. We all know this. Remember Even from the they book, they they nuclear they nuked it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess they nuked it too. Whatever. Who cares? They should well, have orderly bombarded it. There is this so, real world concept called nuclear glass, which they're heavily referencing. But but, but oh, know. I just thought that, that was a deep cut to the Halo games. It's the same reference to actual nuclear glass. Yeah. See, this is me learning. Watch Oppenheimer coming to theaters soon. They use so much explosions, it wasn't a nuke. Or was it? I don't know. Christopher Nolan's Mandalorian Alex Jones now. We don't know how many nukes there were (laughs) back then. (laughs) Were they nukes? Were they bombs? Does it matter? I'm going to eat so much wolf chili, I'm going to forget my family. Because I'm going to eat wolf chili instead of Hormel. And then you Take think that. about it, and then you're like, oh, yeah. It only matters if there are any. But anyways. <laughs> Speaking of ripping off Halo, Republic Commandos in the Bad Batch. 
Yeah, so that was a cool little. Uh, that was that was the, the last two episode arc featuring. God, if Republic I only Commando watched action. Them. God damn it, Zanger! Zanger, what are you? I, doing Republic I powered. I powered through today. I watched nonstop from the moment I got home from the gym and got to episode eleven. Okay, but, well, isn't that the one where you see Scorch at the end? Because he's not in the last episode. I got to episode 11. I didn't say I watched it. Okay. Well, he's Zinger, not to be, it. He just didn't watch you, it. But, but Zach's overplaying it. You literally just see Scorch dude, at the end. Dude, it's Scorch. Like, I'm just, we only ever, think about it. As much as we laugh at Cowboy Hat Man, he did give us, like, the Noah's Ark of, like, Delta Squad because they're in the, what? The season three opening, like, giving, like, the Jedi back the body that was killed by Savage Opress. Yeah, because you know, why not throw them in somewhere else? But that's but and that's also, what I mean, though. So they Delta Squad survived the cannon purge, but we never really knew what happened to them. So at least, at least we got Scorch back. Like I, I would love to and, see them like kind of pick up the threads of like where the game ended, where like Sev gets like kidnapped by like I forget, but like. <laughs> and isn't it great when like it's not planned, but like by pure accident, the Scorch figure comes out within a week of him showing up on the show. It's just like, it's, it's amazing. A, stuff. It's a rare instance of a Lucasfilm and Hasbro getting their, having their act together. It's like a broken There's clock no is right twice a day. Yeah. I won't believe it was orchestrated because, you know, they already did every other member of Delta squad. So like, I, I just do, I refuse to believe there's any actual planning there, but it's amazing. No, no, we're that nice. Well, they're not doing it with any of their other shit. There's no and or stuff like guys at all. Like the Obi-Wan stuff I felt kind of came and went. But I know Chris is about to pull something down because I think, <laughs> look, yeah, we've never seen this. We don't know what that is. <laughs> no one thought Andor was going to be good. They all were like, it's not going to do nothing. We're going to bet all on on this, this, this helmet wearing guy saving a kid and this other guy also saving a kid and beating up a burn victim well i mean it's yeah but but bad batch is like like we gotta get over to the clone conspiracy it's like literally it's like a senator going up to like grumpy clones in a bar and being like have you guys heard of the concept of pensions (laughs) (laughs) well we know this doesn't work i mean we all watch obi-wan so we know this doesn't work for work out for anybody yeah. Also, I was I was like, if you if you talked to me, if we were watching the episode, I would have been like, dang crosshair getting in here, getting work done, shooting up people. God dang, it's good. It definitely crosshair. He's doing side work now. And well, I mean, and it was we, just I don't another know clone. I was like, oh dang, they got me. They got me good. Yeah, because he was sniping and he had a mask. Yeah, exactly. I, I I was I was in the moment. I was like it's going to be crosshair. It's going to be him doing some side work because he, he he isn't getting sent out as much. And but he was just a random clone, though, right? Or yeah, I know. I was, was so angry. I mean, I, it's a real shame you didn't get to the end, Zinger, because like the last episode of The Bad Batch, which was it 11 or 12, Zach? I don't know. But that might that is that is some spicy content right there. You mean even more spicy content than Ian McDermott have nothing better to do than to actually voice Palpatine? Kind of. Ooh. No, I, I think he's going to all kind of conventions and stuff now. Ian McDermott's around to put his voice in. I, Dude, I thought, he, it, I thought the, Ian McDermott I thought lives in Nashville now, and he only goes to barbecues and the ICCC convention. That's all he does. <laughs> he does, ah. not, does he really live in Nashville? No, he's but living no. his best life. 
He's going to be at every ICC convention in Nashville for the rest of his life, though. I guarantee it. It's amazing. Good for him. And I but yes, Dowd the clone getting... conspiracy, like it's fun to see the whole like like again, Palpy being like the ultimate like puppet master behind all of this. I don't know. I, again, I enjoyed that that two episode arc. Oh yeah, but... and throwing Rampart under the bus like in front of the Senate, like that was good stuff, man. But uh, it's the, the the problem where, where it challenges me a little bit is like, oh, the whole the whole tone of the Senate was like, oh, they he, they suddenly revealed that Rampart actually like obliterated camino right and then, <laughs> the whole thing and then within a what palpatine talks for like three sentences and then everybody's like yeah let's vote for that thing that rampart wanted us to vote for 10 minutes ago <laughs> politics how do they work yeah we got it's just like oh say the word but he finally they finally introduced stormtroopers He's yeah, but that but at least made sense though, because it's the whole idea that like, oh, we can't trust Rampart, Rampart, because the clones are so highly suggestible. Like it, it said, makes but, sense but it, to a bunch of politicians. It's it's but it, no no it's not suggestible. It's like well it's just like Palpatine's literally commenting on how it's shocking and bad that the clones followed orders. I do like that there was that one alien senator that was like, it would be nice if we had a, a, a just an army that was just represented people of the galaxy, not clones. I'm like, alien lady, I don't know what species you are, but you are not going to be represented in this army. This is all dudes all the time. Which is no, 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 no. There's females. There's true. There's true. There are some. But, there, there but is only later voiced over female. Yes. Troopers. Only since 2014. But yes. And in books, which no one reads. I guess there was a couple in Legends before you, before I I hear you across time and space in the audience. Uh, Chris, I have an issue with that statement. People would have to listen to this for you to hear them. One or two who who knows about that one <laughs> character in Star Wars Legacy is listening. Perfect. Also, I I I know this is controversial, but I mean. Echo leaving because of the dispute with the voice actor, not wanting to do the role anymore. I mean, that was that was pretty edgy to to have that to have him written out like that. That's why is that left, really right? the reason why they just are like Echo? My people need me. I have to go now. You're telling me it's not D. Bradley Baker voicing Echo? I no, I'm saying it's the it's like I'm I'm gonna go now. Bye. Like oh, I, I don't know. You're I making don't know. a joke. Need yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. About. Like somebody has to leave. We have to make the little girl sad. Like I get her, Echo kill leave. all of them. Identify him. <laughs> no, we just got too many characters voiced by D. Bradley Baker in here. We got to do something about it. Phase yeah, first we're gonna we're gonna retire early. Retire all of them. Then we're gonna make one of them run off to go help the other one that's voiced by him. And yeah, I mean. Why not? I, like, like I said, you should have cadaverific at least one of them. Or assumingly cadaverific one of them. You kind of, had, well, had you didn't get to the very up. end where you believe that they actually did. I, uh, I'll i say they did pull it. What did you think, Zach, at the end? You thought he was gone, right? Wait, they even wait, did, what? They even did the moment, the, the, the Filoni moment of the bird. Isn't that his thing? That like when something yes, the bird. happens, a bird flies by. Oh, we're by. talking. We're talking the episode you haven't seen, Zinger. Oh, okay, good. I was like, did I miss something? Okay, obviously it's the one I haven't well, seen. Well, it's not the Ahsoka okay. bird. No, it's, I mean, we're talking about a clone at the end of the day, Zinger. You know, they're all destined to be. They're talking about their feelings, Zinger. They're talking about their feelings. Okay. You know who did talk about their feelings? 
Even he's that got nerd tech, he's got nerdy feelings and he just doesn't know how to express them because he's such a nerd. Now, now, what you know, I, I think I can dance around this without even spoiling Zinger, but I don't care. But, but go but for you, it. But you know, near the end of near the end of this last uh, episode of twelve, I guess it was. You know, there's there's somebody who you think is probably dead. It's he he's not. They're experimenting on him. What I'm thinking happens here is that this is the early stages of the Dark Trooper program, because oh. Gideon says that the first dark troopers had had a human component in the Mandalorian. And, and you got to so, say crosshairs armor is very distinct for everyone. And I'm looking, it's, do you guys know that, uh, that cheesy Walmart six packs of the big guys and it has the dark trooper in it and everyone steals the lightsabers and baby Yoda from it. Uh, yeah, I've got that right here. And actually the dark trooper is looking right at me on that thing. Yeah. That's interesting. I could, I could see that being the beginning of that. Well, because you know, in Dark Forces, the the there's like a version of the Dark Trooper that has like a dude inside it, and uh, and and I'm pretty sure Gideon says we've finally perfected them by removing the human element. He says something like that in the Mandalorian. I'm so pretty, I think I'm pretty sure the crosshairs like the like Generation Zero of like Death Troopers, not Dark yeah. Troopers, Death Troopers, Rogue One, because the same black like a robot armor, man, yes, with the, with the green visor. But are but what's special about Death Troopers? They're like augmented, like like. Oh God, I don't have what, what's dictionary. the can, what what's the canonical basis for them being augmented in any way? I don't know. They're called Death they Troopers. Speak a weird language to each other too. Don't they just like, speak English and Rebels or something though? Well, yeah, in Rebels because like they because re, they realized people didn't like it in, in, in Rogue One, so they had to do that. People didn't like that. That cool little chittering uh, conversation they would have. I like that. The way it uh, was like a decoded thing that you couldn't know. They couldn't oh yeah, it was encrypted. It was encrypted, like like cool. banter. I mean, Gideon literally says that the early dark troopers were basically cyborgs. But that's Thompson. why. But I think that's what death troopers were. Like, think about it. like death troopers are what around right before a new hope. Galactic civil war carries on for what six years? Wait, yeah, six years from then. Six years? No. Wait, give or take about five, I guess. After yeah, so that's what I mean, though. So like, it would make sense that like post Battle of Endor, they're like, like humans were the ultimate fatal flaw in this project. Yeah, but the thing, were, Gideon, were... the thing is, Gideon has dark troopers and death troopers, Zach. So I don't know if it's really no, it generational. There's no death yeah, troopers of Gideon. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah there is. The cantina. They there attack. Is. Cantina. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have one that yeah. came with the uh, Navarro plug. Oh yeah, it does come with it. It's true. I forgot, but that could just be so, old armor laying around. Like it's dark. He's he's gonna be a dark. That was actually mark me here. words. But there's no. That's a huge jump though. Because we're still like what within a year or two of the Clone Wars ending. Yeah, but it's an early generation of it that has a cyber. But that's component. Death Troopers. He looks go. I have the figure right here of Crosshair, like as an Imperial. Dude looks like a death trooper. All right, so we're uh, we're drawing the line in the sand here. Zach says he's going to become a, a death trooper. I say he's going to become a dark trooper. He has the green visor, and the armor looks like it's just yeah, as black and like slender. On this, oh yeah, my that gosh! Visor's... If only somebody could look up and see what what possible stuff they could have. Because death troopers just now. like please continue arguing. Because what always in motion the future is, singer. Okay, the point we should all be discussing is the return of the Zillow Beast. That is what matters. Even more than the the like automaton robot that shoots lasers and stomps around. (laughs) 
Well, I don't even remember him. Yeah, where what? What what was it? It was like uh it was like the Fallen Order reference. Oh uh, well that was that was a couple episodes earlier. That's kind of cooler than the Zillow Beast, but anyways, that's fine. So what do you well, guys okay, think? Okay, the Jedi yeah, Fallen Order, yes, the we can yes, jump over, the, all over. I want to talk about the boy thief because they kind of uh, pushed down over their social media post. The guy with, I guess it's supposed to be blue tattoos on his neck. And yes. he, he's, and manages to steal the ship very easily. Just yeah. very It's easily. like Solo where the crime lord has like, like a carnival of children that just does their bidding and pickpockets people. And they get yeah, but they like also bowls of soup. could just mine and make the money, honestly, uh, because there's so much What's out there, they... evidently. I mean, well, he didn't our find that secret find cash. immediately. Yeah. Well, Omega's okay, smarter okay, than I got it. operation. Candidates are subject to a battery of physical tests, uh, classified surgical enhancements that drastically enhance their physical and mental abilities, such as with. their strength, speed, agility, reflexes, stamina, to a point that is far beyond human. So, did I just read the synopsis for the Spartans and Halo or Dark Death Troopers? Space. Okay, Spartan. fine. Zach might be right. Thank you. Real quick, just going back to Halo, I have to ask Chris this. Is the Republic Commando video game just like Lucasfilm's equivalent? Uh, not Lucasfilm. George Lucas ripping off the Halo franchise? Oh, absolutely. No, because... The blue I would visor. say no. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say no because Republic Commandos 2005. The closest thing in Halo is Noble Team from Halo Reach, which is 2010. Yeah, but no, but it's the idea of having somebody like okay, look at Republic Commando armor compared to a Spartan or, or Master Chief. Delta Squad is Noble Team, man. But one I came I don't the other. I don't doubt that, but I mean just the idea of like. Like, go look at clone trooper armor compared to like Master Chief. It, it's it's a pretty big leap. Then look at a Republic Commando versus Master Chief, and you're like, eh, I can see where the like. And keep in mind what that game started development like in like 2002, like what yeah. a year after the game, like Halo OG is released. Well, yeah, and it's a first person shooter of a bunch of guys with space helmets on i yes. guess but that's why I, i've always wondered that because because like you look at the two just design wise not saying they're similar games but i could play it right now i know you can singer i mean republic is, commando <laughs> republic commando is kind of like closer to halo 5 gameplay wise than any other halo yeah. which is well, no, gameplay wise they're, they're night and day outside just shooting like aliens yeah but halo 5 you actually did have a squad of like four people that you could give very basic commands yes to, which Spartan really reminded lock. me yeah yeah but you know uh, but uh I, republic commando is available on xbox if you haven't played it spend ten dollars or get game pass whatever it is do yourself a favor it's good times or if you're on PC, you can get it on Steam for a price. 99 cents, hopefully. We can get it on Nintendo Switch. Bucks. Nintendo Switch. Good stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Like that, um, Bad Batch has had some great episodes. The last one, I, re I really liked. It gave me a little bit of like, a little bit of vibes of the thing. There's this like band of mercenaries that are like sort of sacking this imperial outpost and they were i thought we were going to find out that those guys were all like defected clones or something because they were wearing they're bandaged up like wearing like st some stolen clone armor parts and they never show any of their faces or reveal who they were even by the end of the episode so i don't I, like unless they're like saw Guerrero cronies like it's kind of weird but i i like that episode just was like so cinematic compared to like fighting a giant crocodile it was great. 
it's you almost know, as small if one story was... too, just like two two main characters are following. It completely almost seems completely detached from everything else going on, but still connected. In yep. that you know that you actually care about what they are trying to find, but even you know, when you find it out, it's like well, uh, you kind of expected more, but. They're still in, but they're still introducing new clones voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who I can learn about, identify as an individual, and care about, and he dies within one episode. It's crazy. And he'll sell a figure for sure. He had a he had a cool, like uh he was a 60s hippie looking. Yeah, he had a righteous hippie, beard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then bandaged armory. Like, you know, I wonder if they're gonna just reissue a clone trooper black series but like put like minimal soft good bandages on it so they can re- make that guy because that would be a way of doing it without making a new mold hasbro should listen to this podcast you know just make mr clone he's like barbie and just go buy different outfits and hairs and bandages <laughs> and all, every bandana possible you can make your own mr clone that would be uh too economical they couldn't reissue the same parts with a different label that way I guess they could keep it on the shelves for a really long time. Chris. Yeah, but it cut, yeah, but it has a hat or whatever it is. Right. No, wait, no, wait. <laughs> there, there, has there, a hat. Wait, they're they're like the um my generation or um oh, whatever those dolls are. It's my generation. You've had to buy one American for a Girl kid, dolls. Yeah, American Girl dolls where you get them and you can buy the accessory sets so you can put different stuff on them. You can also do it with a Mandalorian too. Have your own Mandalorian. Every house will have a Tamora Morrison blank slate to do whatever they would so choose. I'm going to have you be in a terrible show that you'll even hate. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I'm in (laughs) Obi-Wan. That was was pretty well played, Russ. I appreciate that. That was a terrible show, Obi-Wan. Get it, everyone? Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, no, like, like that. What a time to be alive. Like the Star Wars cartoon is better than the live action show. And there's currently also a Star Trek show coming on TV every week. And it's even that is shockingly better than the Star Wars show. It's Whoa. just crazy. Wait a second. Wait a second. So I know this was brought up and I'm kind of interested in it. So there's a clone theory going on with Mandalorian because if it is what I think it is I'm down for it it is yeah I, I think that's what they're going at that the, the Emperor's uh, whole interest in this is that he has a side project where uh, where he uh, that's a whole that's a whole story with not Tanwi um, who, who is it Lamasu who is it that is captured the capture coming no, no 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 I'm talking about in the, in the Mandalorian I thought there was a clone theory going around that well they did see those cloning tanks in what in season two when they go no, that mando's a clone oh, i don't know who's and that's what? why no one's supposed to take their helmet off what are you watching star wars theory or something like Probably. what are you talking about they got they if they're clones they all have to have the same voice actor like d bradley baker even if they I'm talk ju- different i'm yeah just... they read re, they redid scorch's voice which kind of made me angry what are you talking about? Did, a I, did I miss ex- something? There's actually a famous American uh, like a radio mm-hmm. DJ named Scorch, and it would be really funny if they actually got him. Like, hey, super cheesy. Scorch in the morning. Coming at you <laughs> the Clone Wars this week. Anyway, sorry about that. It is the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't know. He's an old radio guy. He wouldn't be. With no, it is. I mean, it is the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, sure. you know, there's literally the same character model from 2008. With D. Bradley Baker voicing it, but this time he's got a beard. 
and it's great. I'm watching it right now. And Omega Omega Ometitates. That's what I was also is another little side part of this. It's uh, I feel like they all Omega. were like Omega. And wait, hold on. Why was okay? So can we talk a little bit about Sen- Senator Chichi or Chichi? Yeah, she's a pretty big yeah, character she, in this show. They, they have a whole arc, and somehow she is the same exact accent as Omega. How? And and also she is the same species as Star Wars uh, in universe George Lucas. Huh. So George Lucas would have talked like Omega. Omega. Well, th- well, George Lucas's character is called character, yes. Baron Papanoida, and he does appear in Clone Wars, and he does not sound like George Lucas. Amazing. I hope he becomes a. Uh, he somehow saves the Senate or something. Maybe that he he's that senator's uh, father. That senator's father. Yeah, I think there's some connection there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm glad you brought that up. That probably is the reason they use that character design for the the young senator. Huh. Yeah, there's literally an episode. There's some part of the Clone Wars where like the that character shows up and it kind of looks like George Lucas, but the voice is just like way out there. But um, it might be just like some direct relative of his because he had, he had a few of those blue guys following him around can't you know we're going back like 10 years they're making they're pulling some deep cuts in the bad batch they are they're really going the full cinema and, and hey if you dig like episode two and episode one hey this was those there were a couple episodes just for you and i, I definitely dug even the board the senate stuff i'm like yeah this is they taught omega what the senate was i'm like all right i don't know how long we need to know what a bunch about the senate anymore well, you know, I did I did appreciate that they've made an like they send Omega to like follow around Senator Chi Chi. And I I did appreciate that they found a reason to not have the child in a like live fire war zone for an for for a change. You know, it was At a least good, ten seconds. Yeah, they you know, they they were they're trying to commandeer Star Destroyers Bridge on Coruscant. You know, that's a that's bold, right? Like you probably shouldn't bring a kid. You're being shot at quite a bit. It was very act like a political intrigue where they're getting that evidence in just right under the wire. Oh no, we don't believe you, Chi Chi. Throw her, get Chi Chi out of here. And they're like, ha ha. Uh, guess who? Not space. Jimmy Smith is here because Jimmy Smith is definitely not doing his character voice because he does not sound anything like him. Yeah, not even close. Can you believe that he did Bail Organa for the Force Unleashed, where he is? held prisoner in a swamp and a raw steak thrown at him, but he won't do it for this. Crazy. Hmm. He, well, I was going to say, what, he, maybe he didn't need it. Well, he, he was all in then. Why not? And I was like, come on. He's up showing up for the films and stuff. Cause he saw, he watched Obi-Wan. That's why. <laughs> like, what did I do? What did I do? Going to step away from star Wars again. He's like, I'm still Princess Leia's dad. I can be that for other stuff. They're going to do more. They can't help themselves. And I was actually thinking about it earlier, just thinking back to Mando a little bit. And I, I remember because we were doing the show before Mandalorian started. Remember we, when we figured out the timeline, like, are is people like Han Solo going to show up? And we actually thought Alden Ehrenreich was going to show up on this show years ago. And as I'm watching now, I'm like, there's no way. I don't think that's going to happen. It wouldn't have made a lot of sense considering Luke Skywalker is still Mark Hamill. Made by robots. I guess so, I, I and just, I don't know. I, Ahsoka has to run into. I don't know. I don't know. I want Harrison Ford to show up, but they do nothing. He'll be like, "I don't want to be de-aged. You're not de-aging me." They already did. It's in Indiana Jones five, six, seven, whatever it is. Get her near you. Yep. 
Ugh. Gross. I mean, it can't be worse, right? It can and it will be. <laughs> exactly. That is the correct answer. I started watching Crystal Skull the other night. Somehow uh, the, the universe recommended it on uh, some paid service. And I've, I got about 30 minutes in and I, it all came back to me. We got to the motorcycle chase. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's not bad until you get to mud, right? Like, it's kind of yeah, dumb. That's when it like, hit me. I, was yeah. like, oh, I forgot. It's like can, two more can, hours yeah. of this. Can can we make a mutt cut of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom with Crystal Skull? You just cut out everything he's involved it's, in. I, it's I, what, in Photoshop uh, Shorty just over him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just Photoshop short round. Just I thought, Zane, when you said that, I thought you meant like mutt cut, just nothing but the mutt footage stitched together. <laughs> it's the mutt cut, nothing but the mutt coming at you, scorch. <laughs> it's scorching mutt in the morning, scorching the mutt. God, man, they're gonna have to do narrative backflips to explain why Indiana Jones's beloved son is somehow still alive, dead. but not relevant to the story. <laughs> dead. He's just, dead. Just dead. The aliens uh, abducted him uh, later <laughs> on after the events of Crystal Skull. Well, what's Chris just going to uh, show an obituary? Ross, you're you're you know obviously you're a paranormal. What would be the paranormal thing from like the '60s for like Indiana Jones? They could explain mud away. Like, what would be like what the Mothman got him or something? Yeah, or could yeah. get him in '67. Yeah, he could have been. Uh, he had to go to. He was on Plaza. the bridge. Oh, he was on the bridge. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was on the bridge. <laughs> And they have they just have a scene of Mutt in the very beginning where he's like, ah, he got crushed between the rails. Like, oh, and he's had like, moved the he, car, and they said, taking one oh, last man. look, sir, at my friends. Right, like, goodbye. No man. one's there. No, check. It's it's like he's like the Oxley of Crystal Skull, where it's like Harrison Ford's like piecing together that you know who was the writer who felt compelled to go to the bridge and almost died that's the movie but like it's a mutt mutt just was drawn to this bridge and then he died in it and harrison ford just has to figure out why the whole time he uses a time machine it's good times you mean dial of destiny chris not a time machine it's a dial of destiny dial of destiny isn't it whoa there yeah i never mind i just predicted the plot of the movie guys (laughs) i'm calling it one hey. last thing we should bring up. Oh, like, I just... was a bang, right? He's like, I never got to do uh, Back to the Future. You know, if we could, uh, if we could, maybe Indiana Jones meets to the future or the past, that would be awesome. Fred Flintstone time traveled, I'm sure. <laughs> Chris, should we bring up the Dave Filoni cowboy hat man comment about like Luke Skywalker isn't really the last of the Jedi? Yeah, because <sighs> well, he. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just rubbing in. He's just, he, he's continuing to play the Icarus role where he flies too close to the sun towards his inevitable downfall and cataclysm. And we're going to Mark, we're going to see Dave Filoni's critical mistake sometime soon. I you know, it's I don't know what it's going to be, but he's really going to step in it and you know, cuz the hubris is just off the charts like over 9000. Oh yeah, when you see this the, start to see the figures of his guy and everyone, yeah. oh, it's he's becoming. Wait, Lucas wouldn't dare ever be like, and guess what, guys? It's oh yeah, me. and, and they, he talked like he's like, me. oh, and remember when he was like, oh man, Favreau really wanted me to do a cameo in Mandalorian, but I resisted as long as I could. But now he's in like five episodes, and he's got like his even his X-wing helmet is available as a like full size replica from Black Series. It's it crazy. is, yeah, the Filoni X-wing helmet. God, yeah. some, only someone owned that and could put it on. 
Oh no, it's a return of well. It looks like Zinger. No, no, no. I I don't own it. It looks like Zinger missed the Luke Skywalker X-wing helmet, and he had to settle for the Filoni X-wing helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Where's the wedge one? I'll take the wedge one instead. The one nobody wanted. No, I no. I would take a snap Wexley before I'll take. Oh no! Before I'll take Cowboy Hatman's helmet, and that's what a Bigs. Give me Bigs. Give me that checkerboard. Yeah, that'd be good. That's, I don't know, Chris. Which is classic. worse, the cowboy hat man helmet or the snap Wexley? Which which is worse, objectively? Oh, oh well, I mean, no. Greg I mean, didn't do anything to like shape the future of Star Wars, so I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, no. The the snap Wexley is definitely worse because it's like the Poe Dameron helmet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's no Lorasty yeah. for sure. Oh, but, you oh, know, hey, wait. Remember when they had all that stuff from Snap Wexley where they talked about you know how he loved building isn't robots like, and isn't wedge and, like his stepdad or something yeah 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 all this would <laughs> yeah. be important if it Cannon, was relevant right? yeah snap God series damn, is yeah. coming they canceled every other series i gotta start finding some people care about roller so roller blades are in the dirt right they're off the menu completely that's completely dead in the water now right what I, the oh blades. yeah right 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 if we, didn't they announce uh, two shows are just completely axed now that they've been talking about for a long time? I think oh, movies I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, that's not a surprise to anyone, but they officially said that they're not doing it. There's really basically nothing in the works. Well, maybe it was like, it was, yeah, it was like Variety, I think, that was like, yeah, all those movies they've been telling you about are all officially like scrapped. Except especially. For- well, especially Patty Jenkins, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, especially the one we actually made a video with Patty Jenkins to hype up. That one's definitely scrapped. Tico Atiti seems to be the one that they're like really good. That's going to be the next film. I think that. I mean, we say this now. But I think that is the next thing that will be in cinemas. If, if that's the only thing that looks like it has a chance at this point, that's well, even talking about. Yeah, Which but one? you have that new. Tyka's. No, well, okay. The current conjecture is that the Damon Lindelof movie is going to be your twenty, your December twenty twenty five movie. Episode ten, it's a whole other year. Episode ten, whole other year. Yeah, a year and a half. Like they're it's uh, oh god, two and a half years. It's only one more season. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said last year. Oh wait, I do have a problem with something. All of it. <laughs> Sorry, going back. Um, what's his name? The Guy that glassed um, Camino. Camino. Oh, Rampart. 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 He's not an admiral. How dare they not use the proper insignias? Insulting. I I don't believe they would make a mistake like that in an animation singer. You really better back that up with some evidence. I'm working on it right now. Because like when they give the 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 cartoon figure of Thrawn the wrong rank badge. Pe- God, people I would riot. Are held to account. Would... People are held to. No, that happened. People were what? held to account. I will. Yeah, the riot rebels... in the streets. <laughs> the rebels yeah, figure give of Thrawn. Two more red cubes with a marker. And be like, yeah. no, we must Disgusting. fix this That was we... a big deal. We also had Luke Skywalker, Skywalker, that like made it out. <laughs> two typos of... <laughs> on the same packaging. Like, yeah, my favorite was the time that. They did that Black Series convention exclusive, like Kenner colors Boba Fett. And on the back, some intern just like made up a story about Kenner. They're like, first, when they made the Boba Fett figure, the colors were all wrong. But then by 1980 or so, they made them how he looks in the movie, which is just not a thing that ever happened. 
fascinating but you know it's just like it's just actually just a chat gt gtp generated false history of of star wars figures but you know fun times i can't wait for my fat bib fortuna to come in that's all i'm trying really hell yeah hell yeah that's the uh that's that's part of the whole throne set right a year in the way a year in the making I, it's been it. that's the one thing i do like is making my uh jabba cantina uh, uh diorama that i don't know person. i don't know i don't know russ i gonna i'm gonna have to part out one of those sets so maybe we should talk later i don't know okay i need some pieces we'll talk <laughs> i mean why All not right. right now no that's okay well, that's okay i have no idea what's <laughs> let, let's talk let's talk let's yeah, make anything's better than talking yeah. mando let's talk about piecing it together well a, okay uh, I, I said I think somebody said earlier there's been three episodes of Mando. I thought there was two. That should tell you something. Is there two or three? I could not objectively tell you. He's counting the Boba Fett episode. Oh. I guess. I have no idea. (laughs) There's only been two, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they did literally, the armor and Mando did literally have the exact same conversation over again that they had in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I thought they were showing the flashback when they had the conversation. I was like, wait, we did the flashback in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is just part of it. Yeah, no, oh yeah, you're right. It was in the recap and they just had it again right after the recap. Yeah. But there was a mythosaur, so uh, rejoice. For everyone who never wondered what the mythosaur was, you'll get to kind of see it quickly. And you ever see how like space whales at one point? Oh yeah. Well, you know how like because of the Mandalorian, like the Mythosaur like symbol used to be like an edgy, cool Star Wars T-shirt, but now it's just boring and everyone knows what it is. Oh, how many? Ta- I dude, I that was the only the first tattoos I saw on friends that were Star Wars related were always Mythosaurs. I know a few people that that was like their first tat. I don't yeah. have any Star Wars tattoos personally, but I've seen plenty. Well, I, I don't know, like it's a little bit it, it's it's running the risk of becoming mainstream instantly. But like Tom Spina, the guy who does like the regal robot like stuff, he has like some licensed Star Wars merchandise. He put out like a skull that's like on the earliest costume of Boba Fett instead of the Mythosaur skull. It's like a bird skull instead of <laughs> instead of whatever they ended up with. It's just like it looks like an ostrich skull or something. But like, why the he, shit is this in Spanish now? God dang it. Disney Plus is switching the languages on Singer. No, but, Wikipedia uh, is. Well, then you accidentally. Oh, no, <laughs> I think you. I did. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a more like OG elitist Star Wars fan skull that predates the Mythosaur skull, and I think we all need to adopt that as our sign That'd of be being cool better logo, fans than yeah. everyone else. I'm gonna get yeah. a tattoo of it. Yeah, it's similar and it's similar, but it's like a bird skull instead of a Mythosaur. And I think that's that's the new hotness. There you go. All right. So like, oh, the predates the Mythosaur. Oh, God. I All right. So what we're looking forward sheet. to. So how does this work? We got uh, a new Mando come in probably around the time this episode is going to come out. And when do, what day does um the Funky Batch come out? Same day, right? They're both Wednesday, aren't they? Both on Wednesday? I think so. They don't want to fight with Star Trek on Thursday, man. Star Trek's too good right now. They brought Riker back. I'm like, what is happening right now? They're actually slightly trying. It's crazy. <laughs> I will say this just as you got brought it up. Uh, this is a rare thing, but uh, whoever, whatever production company making this actually reached out to Unbelievers Podcast to ask us to uh, 
to uh, do an ad for that and that they would send us some kind of DVD thing or something like uh, that. For what? For Star Trek. For whatever. Are you out. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just gave, just sent it to us recently. So I, I, I might respond and, uh, and see what Russ, it is. Russ, it's actually good. You wouldn't be selling your soul. Season three of Picard is tolerable. As someone who stopped watching season two after one episode. All right. That's the highest form of praise Chris can possibly give. That's high praise. In 2023, tolerable Star Trek is like, are you kidding? What happened? JJ got us all excited. He really did. He brought the Beastie Boys in along for the ride. And uh, and, 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 and Siler from Heroes. We were all excited. No, this is just this. This is like how when Star Trek used to be good, where like the main cast is dudes over 60. <laughs> it's like that's that's the best. That's the highest. It's the, the most pure. Hole. The most pure form of Star Trek is when the like three primary actors are 60 plus year old men. <laughs> All right, Zach, God. you got you what's up saying we got to close this up because we, we already exhausted the Mandalorian content. I'm working on it. I'm trying to find a definitive. The problem is they've changed the placard so much. Um, Chris, did you did you listen to all of Dooku Jedi Lost back a few months, like what a year years ago? Absolutely. Okay, it, Zanger, it wasn't did you a ever, book. Zanger, did you ever listen to all of Dooku no. Jedi Lost? Okay. No. Even though it referenced the Tartakovsky series heavily, that's a shame. No, what? it doesn't. Well, not you really. know. He almost had me barely, listening to it. Barely, almost doesn't reference it at all. Now that I think about it, it references like the one of the coolest scenes of the whole Tartakovsky series. What are you talking about, Zach? Come no, on. What, what the the, the Ventress Dooku fight? Oh, when he discovers her in the arena. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All it's right. like one line of dialogue. Okay. Yeah. So a vice admiral is what is five red bars, five blue bars on top of each other. That is definitely not what he had. How do you know that's right? What do you reference? What do God, you like I, I don't know, dude, man. You look at one that says one thing. You look at another and it says another. But <laughs> exactly. I know. I know what a Grand Moff is. God, you have to Zinger. look at the Emperor's badge and add down one for every rank you put down. Zinger, do you know why you're having trouble? Let me let me just let me quickly in literally like three sentences recap why it's a fool's errand to look at rank badges. Because Imperial, no- <laughs> Imperial officer rank badges are not consistent between ESB and Return of the Jedi. End of story. Uh, We're stepping how, up a notch, boys. How Everyone's am I double to- ranked now. The Emperor really had to like, you know, get the troops excited for DS2. We're all going diamond now. Because like Moff Gergerod, who is in charge of the construction of the second Death Star, has to wear a silly hat, and Tarkin didn't have to, and he's also a Moff. So get over it, Singer. Uh, uh, I say to this was whole really thing. bald though for his age to be fair it was a choice <laughs> oh yeah when you're a moth it's odd the hat's optional that's probably true you must double well, the comb-overs freaking Thrawn got to wear like a white outfit with all of his like stuff on it and whatnot and look baller yeah, that's true. Well, it was the '90s, you know. It's a different time when he was he came up with him. We can make him blue, and he's got a white outfit. He's like a disco guy. red eyes. Yeah, yeah. it was also post Empire. Like maybe they introduced back then. It was you know there was a field of dreams. Maybe they introduced the white uniforms later on, or I guess well, Yalaren had one. But yeah, I've got know? another one, Zach. I got another one here saying 
Vice Admiral is five and five. Uh-huh. So, so I've I, I've I have gotten two images that 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 concur with each other. You remember how Zinger cares more about this than me or Zach? That should be a sign to you, sir. <laughs> I, I care about the Imperial Navy and it being properly represented, especially when they do some poser. But I've edited myself. Yeah, there's that a lot time. of stolen valor. Bom- yeah, bombardment of Camino. Come on, if those are star destroyers, that they, they could have wiped that up just one of those things. They didn't need a whole entire. And you got rank is just a construct. This is a human construct, man. And he got arrested on the Senate floor. Like that was a beautiful thing. Didn't even punch somebody out and make a run for it. Like Shameful. Of Matlock. It all came together. The best part of this whole thing is I'm pretty sure I'm looking up Legends Canon. So. Great. Yeah, I've just correct. made everything useless that I've done. All of this yelling was pointless, as always, Zach. As always. All yeah, right. it was Legends. God dang it. <laughs> this is why, like Chris said, don't look into this sort of thing. Like, it's just going to lead to frustration. But I want it. I want this frustration. I want to know that when I come in wearing my thing to the five to the 501st, that it is accurate. Zinger is veering directly into the security recordings. That's basically. <laughs> oh my god! All right, gentlemen. Anything else about uh, the Wild Bunch, the Mandalorian? Like any predictions on? We didn't do like on the eve of the Mandalorian season three. Any predictions for where this uh, season will go? Like, like does Han Solo show up in a hallway and just wipe out a bunch of Death Troopers? Or I had a I had a prediction. I think the first episode is going to be completely pointless recap. Hope I'm not right. Oh, <laughs> so you're, you're making a retroactive prediction that's already occurred. <laughs> I I bet I bet a Boba Fett's gonna appear. Oh, do God, you guys think now? Do you guys think IG Eleven comes back? God no, no. If you read the- gone, he's pointless. I mean, there's so many other great other bounty hunters that they could have touched on. You know, why would they keep going back to the well of IG Eleven? What know? would be great is if he somehow because I think IG eighty eight is not dead because of Disney disgustingly obliterating legends. So he's still out there, right? So imagine he just finds IG-88 and he's like, yeah, good enough. That I would accept. <laughs> he doesn't need him, though. He needed a droid to test the atmosphere yeah. on Mandalore. He's yeah, that's on true. Mandalore now. So, so he's gonna, so, here, so here's what's going to happen. Got his moment. And, yeah, Skippy the, 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 yeah. the wonder droid got his moment sure. again. Exactly right. So at the the last episode of Mandalorian season three, they're all going to be back on Navarro. Everything is just going to have gone f- fine, and it's going to be like shot in the chest. No, it's it's going to be like the last episode of the book of Boba Fett, where they're all just like having a laugh and throwing throwing melons at each other and like having beers, and like they're just going to fix IG Eleven pointlessly at the end of the last episode, just so he can like have a quip. Did I miss anything? Freeze frame, all of them jumping in the air. And he spins around and shoots fireworks. Everyone's smiles. <laughs> and Taika uh, gets to have his cameo. And because uh, we're all supposed to love Taika, right? Even though he hates the own mo- his own movies that he directs and makes fun of them. Uh, if, if I directed Thor Love and Thunder, I'd hate myself, too. Well, maybe that's why the statue. So they're right in the Mandalorian season three. Taika's all set for his return. He gives his love and thunder interview. He's like, look how bad my own effects are. And then they write the scene where Grief Karga's statue smushes his head. And then he never appears in the rest of the season. Oh, they just brought him back to kill him. That's pretty funny. Like, we were to really, really kill you. 
But there you also, go. your movie's probably coming. Yeah, out. it's like Chef on South Park after Isaac Hayes like went crazy about Scientology. They're just like they just killed off yes. his character in the most egregious way possible. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh. And this has been the, <laughs> our recap of the Mandalorian yeah, episodes it. one and two, season All three. Right. All righty, gentlemen, let's wrap this show up. So it concludes this episode of Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group, Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and you will find us there waiting for you. At KOV Podcast on Instagram, harass Chris as to whether what ranking badge for Imperial officers matters the most. <laughs> Absolutely. You're welcome, Zanger. If you Thank like what you. you hear, please rate us on Spotify and on iTunes. You can leave a review. As always, check out the show notes to hear more from Inspiriority Complex. And gentlemen, when you are not on this podcast discussing space baptisms in the crocodile, where can people find you, Chris? You can find me at the Chris Porteous on Instagram. And, you know, around the time we're posting this, people are getting hyped up for celebration. I wasn't going to go. But now I'm gonna go. So if you're if you're out there in <laughs> wow. celebration, and you're gonna and you're and you, you want to come say hi, I will once again be filming the collector stage at celebration. So I would love to say hi to somebody there. So go ahead and try and find me. Have that's it for me. <laughs> Alrighty, Zanger. Um, did did you talk about Thor: Love and Thunder on Zeng this? I. Nope, it was a mislaid episode because that's the one where we got LA to watch it and then made her make a D&D character instead. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Did you watch did you review B- Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever? No, I need to watch it. And no, I haven't watched Black Adam either. Ha- but we did, did. Did you watch okay, Crimes of Grindelwald? Named films you would like me to address, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> but we did talk about Velma. Of course, the important cultural touchstone to the modern era, Velma. Yes, Black oh, Adam, Black Panther, out. and Black Velma. We've touched on all three on saying this. Check out saying this. Well, okay, Zach, we just shut you down. You're done, Zach. You lost your spot. Russ. Dang it. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. Russ. Have fun topping that, but go ahead. Uh, before anyone uh, recovers, uh, go check out Unbelievers Pod. Thanks a lot for having me on again. It's fun to be back. All right, guys. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. Remember Alderaan! Down with the Empire! That too.